and this is what I've struggled with. It's like, not necessarily the Morrigan being like a dark goddess because she's both. She is light and dark. And um, it's learning how to work with the two and learning discernment. And so the discernment is, it's like, when is it necessary to go like battle fury? You know what I mean? What you're saying is, I don't want to do it, but I guess I have to do it. Mm-hmm. It's it's picking and choosing, like what battles is worth fighting. She has changed my life so, so very much in the last several months. Like I get so emotional. She's not like that loving motherly tough love, but uh, not the motherly nurturing love, but there are sides of her that I do see that is very like motherly and nurturing but like hey you fell get up honestly i think that even through even right now even looking at you or even like through conversation we had over the phone like before this recording like i think that you put down your sword and realize as the morrigan i could annihilate you but i'm not going to do that today You know, finishing, or I guess even like having a two part of the, of all of this, like we were talking about how um, Morgan is your mother, but even um, as we had our little break, um, I, n- I remember that we wanted to talk about healing our inner child, but again, perhaps this, I guess our inner child even work, even with yourself working with the Morgan, um, has taught you how to repair those like um, yeah. traumatic like childhood experiences of of doing it the wrong way because you were told that you know or perhaps even as a young when you were younger others were quite aware of your strength and they were like oh no, no we need to like you know we can't have that. And it was sort of like a redirection of like, no, 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 you can give yourself permission. It's just that people are afraid of others when they rise into themselves and they believe themselves and they have confidence, which is why I feel like she's so misunderstood because she comes across as nurturing and very disciplined. And as a Capricorn yourself, we love structure and discipline, but perhaps even like, within our inner child, like we often don't give ourselves permission to be those things because again, it's all about giving yourself permission to to heal, giving yourself permission to play with your inner child, giving yourself permission to be open to, um, you know, re uh, positive reinforcement when it comes to your inner child, mm-hmm. which is something that we all sort of been you know, even through non-traditional, you know, parental figures or even like traditional parental figures, like we, how we grow up is ultimately just a small portion of the reprogramming and the responding rather than reacting. Because again, when, yeah. as a, as our inner child wants to 
throw a fit or a tantrum. Some, and perhaps even as we were growing up, we were allowed to throw tantrums. But now as an adult, we're like, well, we can't do that because yeah. it's neither constructive and not, not only is it neither constructive, but you're just adding volume to a lot a bigger conversation. Yeah. Um, I wanted to go back a little bit because we're talking about like things we grew up through childhood and I, my, my upbringing um, was not terrible. Um, but like, I was like a big secret in like, as far as family goes, like whose kid I was. And, um, because my parents never married. Um, and so to make a long story short, um, it all revolved around, and I think we've all felt like this. It's like, where do I belong? Where do I belong? Um, I don't fit here. Um, mm. and so for just to kind of give you the, the, the abbreviated version of this, um, I grew up with, um, I grew up with, um, I grew up with my mother and a person that, um, I was brought up as my stepfather. Okay. Um, my mom informed me with my last name growing up, you have all these questions like, why is my last name not the same as my brother's name? I don't understand. And it's like, well, you're not, you're not his daughter. Your dad has passed on before you were born. Like, okay. So my dad's in heaven, you know, like that kind of thing. Um, so for 16 years, um, you know, you hit your teenage years, you get rebellious and, you know, uh, so you do the things that any rebellious teenager would do. And you have parents that are concerned in your well-being and stuff like that, especially being the firstborn and the girl. And um, I'm sure people can relate. Um, but I, I had that moment where I told my stepdad that, well, what are you concerned about me for? Like, you're not even my real dad. And that opened the can of worms to come to find out that he was actually my biological father my mm -hmm. yeah so <laughs> yeah so through and down the rabbit hole we go curiouser down. and curiouser yeah my friend it's like uh my mom watches my channel hi mom like we get along very well but and 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 that was like one of the things i had to and I'm sure she'll probably call me, why did you say that? You know, <laughs> but like, it's not to call her out to be a bad person, which, um, you know, when we started this talking about the inner child, uh, Omar and I had been talking about this and I said, hey, there is this video I would love for you to watch. It's through Kelly Ann Maddox. I love her to death. Um, and she's so helpful to a lot of her clients. Um, and she shared things that were very personal with her. And um, and it's going back to those time frames in our lives of our of the child that we once were, depending on the age, which this one I described was 16. And um when it comes up in adulthood, it 
it was a reoccurring theme. Like, I don't know where I fit. I don't belong here. Like, I feel like the bull in the China shop. What do you mean? I can't um, be unruly and throw a tantrum because I loved to do those, especially like alcohol infused. Like it was not pretty. <laughs> and um, so I, I, um, so when I got in recovery, um, like it helped me again, here's the Gemini, the duality of both sides of understanding why my mom did what she did, why my parents did at the time. And I call her husband that passed on, um, my adopted dad, which he is very much present in my life. And I kind of feel like I'm completing something he couldn't do, um, which he he passed away as an alcoholic. We don't share any DNA, okay? But, uh, I don't know if you saw that, but like, boop, like. Mm -hmm. he went. Mm -hmm. So, um, hi, John. Um, so I just got chills. Uh, he loves to be the center of attention. Um, there's another story, but that's another day. Um, how really cool that is, but. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, that was a lot. So understanding what my mom did, what she did, my parents doing what they did, um, them doing the best that they could, that is kind of like not to excuse, but to get to acceptance to understand why things were the way they are to maybe have the hurt hurt a little bit less um to see both sides of the coin um again uh it was mentioned in the video with with um with kellyanne um that maybe our parents haven't really told us a whole lot about their life growing up or how it was um, and I've heard some pretty serious stuff from other people. Um, and it's like, how can a parent do that? Well, then the thought comes of, it's like, well, what makes you think they didn't experience that when they were a child? So they did the best that they could. It's kind of like conditioning the person to, um, I kind of feel like this is like Harry and Mary, like the whole thing with the... <laughs> <laughs> the video going on right now with the royal family but the conditioning you know and it's like if that's the only thing that you knew then hell yeah that's the only thing that's the best you could do you know mm -hmm. um but when you wake up it's kind of like you go through the five stages of grief like anger resentment um uh depression you know like all that mm -hmm. stuff and then acceptance being the last one and it's like, okay, yeah. So. No, I, I resonate with a lot with you, with what you said because I grew up in a very uh, Christian Baptist upbringing, and I was oh we were told that we weren't allowed to um, watch Harry Potter or even celebrate or participate in Halloween when I was like you know fairly really young, but probably perhaps until the age of seven or something, I would dress up because I wanted to and. Uh, other than that, like, I never had the opportunity to dress up because, again, within the conditioning of the the church and the school I went to, they they scared me into believing that, like, well, that's bad. 
And I was like, well, I don't want to be bad. Like, I'm going to be good. And I feel beauty and child. And I guess through out growing up, I always felt like I don't belong here. But for some reason, like, this is all I've ever known. And I went to a school that was uh, from pre-kindergarten four to, like, high school. And I was very fortunate to go to the school because it did have a great education. But at the same time, within their confines of their education, there was no sense of expression. Couldn't express yourself in a way that was that wasn't deemed as appropriate. So growing up, I felt like it's not that I acted out. I think that when I was like perhaps 17 or 18, I was like, you know, I just, I don't agree with all of this anymore. And I think that I've been sort of stifled or sort of censored to an extent where it was like, we want what's best for you. But I guess what was for them, and I guess their prescription wasn't, the right medication or it wasn't the right way of doing things because again like you go through so many sort of internal struggles of like giving yourself permission to to be and i remember when i was like i think 14 they told us that like oh if you're if you're gay you're going to hell and that for me was just like but i was i've been good like i'm and i struggle with a lot of that and it you it becomes a lot more self-loathing and start thinking like, but I've been doing this since I was so young. I, I've not me. Mm -hmm. And then you start to like hate yourself and you don't express your the parts that are very feminine about you because others, you know, in high school or even like through junior high started to bully you or to even like pick on you in a way that like, well, you know, you're different. You've always been along. But again, it's also about yourself permission not care and i know that even growing up and even after leaving high school because i went to um different high schools because i moved a lot i think my senior year of high school i moved my grandma because i didn't want to go finish my high school experience where i was at with my with my mother because she moved to the high desert in los angeles and i just didn't want to be there and at the same time i just felt like i didn't go to prom I didn't care because I felt like I don't necessarily care about these people. I'm just here to finish and that's it. And I know that my true, my friends or my tribe is out there. I just haven't found them because I've been so conditioned to believe that these are the people that you have to be with. And even though you see the hypocrisy and the heresy even within the church or even how they act. And I was like, I just, something telling is telling me that I just, I don't belong here. I just, I don't belong here. And then I guess along the way, when you go down through, you know, you follow the yellow brick road and you realize that like others sort of encourage you to be more of who you are, be a lot more of that because the things that you were taught that were bad are actually the parts of you that are actually shine the brightest. And even knowing that it's taken some time to, even within myself, to give myself permission to say certain things things or express myself in certain ways or dress a certain way where all, all the colors and not necessarily be so monochromatic black and white because if I didn't put on certain colors and express myself I wouldn't have gotten like even after you know like leaving all those people that I did grow up with for since I was like you know five years old I would just go to the school knowing these 
people, my classmates since kindergarten five, and then you grow and then, you know, you progress and same people. So mm -hmm. it was interesting that when I left high school, when I left that, like, you know, you start to become an adult, um, how I was well received or sort of given acclamations and praise, like, wow, you're so much cooler, like, now than you were before. And I was like, oh, yeah, because like, I've always been this way. But even in that bubble, I was ostracized for it. Like, it was heresy. Like, oof. Why are you so different? Or why are you like that? But now, I, it's funny because now I don't, I don't, I'm not stuck in that place of comparison of just a purity because I know that um, perhaps my purity that I needed to through simply by expressing all the things that I was afraid to to be when I was, you know, tying into that inner child of like, oh, you're not a, you're not supposed to like that stuff. You're not supposed to, um, you know, play with your a three, four-year-old cousin and dance with her and do all those feminine things because that's not what boys do. And even, again, being silly and playing with uh, all the colors and the crayon box really allowed me to, to be a lot more comfortable within myself. And yeah, I even struggle myself even nowadays trying to, you know, again, like, oh, I... I don't want to be extra. I don't want to put on those boots and have that attention on me because that's not how I should be. And I even have friends that always like make fun of me and like poke fun and at me. They're like, come on, prudence, the crude, stop it. Do it. We are. We don't care. Express it. Do it. But then again, it can also turn sour and you might get a little too cocky and think that you're better than everyone or you're like, I, I'm the loudest. And uh, you know, I guess even I'm going through my Saturn return. I don't know if anyone's I, I've mentioned this before multiple times, but even now it's like, all right, let's humble ourselves. Like we can, we can be all these people, but it's truly the intent as to why you're trying to heal those inner child, inner, you know, those inner child wounds that one has within. But I guess my inner child is really, has been challenged to, be a lot bolder, be a lot more expressive, say the thing and be creative. And I, I've always dreamed of, of going to like a costume party or even going to a Halloween party with like maybe a friend or even like a, a boyfriend or a partner that we could go together and I could experience that once again, because I never had that. Because when I see how others would sort of get excited for Halloween, I, it's not that I didn't get excited, it's just that I, I don't know what that feels like because I was never given those the the permission to be silly and be scary and spooky and sort of like you know ridiculous but it's I guess through that that I realized I mean even drag you know drag queens and just putting on a, a persona putting on like a personality that's not yourself and really allowing yourself to be silly and to act out these things that you once weren't able to I guess I'm tying that with Halloween, which is I'm like, I've never been, I never dressed up with wild, wacky colors because I was often never allowed to, because it was deemed as like demonic or like, oh, that's too much. You can't do that. That's not how we, that's not how you're supposed to act. But now that I've deprogramming myself and, you know, escalating myself down the ladder of, no, you're allowed to do all those things. Like, 
I can't believe no one's ever, and it's not that like I'm blaming anybody. It's that, that again, like you tend to go along with the narrative of like, oh no, that's just way too ostentatious. I can't do that, but I can. And I'm giving myself permission as a 29 year old going into this, you know, thirties, again, this is my story. It's not the same for everybody else, but I've realized the more that I'm, I give myself permission to, to play and to be silly. Other, others just like it. And I love sort of like, I've, I used to be very serious and very shy, but as I've grown older, it's funny how everyone perceives you as like, you're almost going to be 30. I thought you were like 23 or something. I'm like, yeah, no, I had to do a lot of deprogramming and taking away the seriousness of it all. And really like making someone laugh in the moment, doing something silly just to lighten up the mood for that moment. And I guess that's, that's my, my tale, my story, my medicine. And it's really just enabling the play in other people because I know that sometimes my inner child doesn't want to play because it doesn't know how to play or it's never been given like the, the tools to, to get creative, you know? So. No, I, man, I, um, one, I wanted to cry. And two, again, I kind of feel like I'm just like wanting to cry the whole time. <laughs> Are we hitting the uh, new moon? I'll blame you. Pisces season will do that to you. Oh my goodness. Yes. 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 Um, no, I, 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 I started with telling you about like, you know, how we transitioned the conversation, um, cause we were talking about the Morgan and then we switched on to like family traumas. And, um, I wanted to talk about, it'll come back. Hang on. <laughs> I wanted to talk about, um, how I, I, I found that similarity with you talking about like, well, you're being good, but like, when you do something that is so left field, basically, that is going to, uh, the, the parents instilled the fear of like, God's going to punish you, which I heard that a lot. Um, that was like the line for disciplinary action. If I didn't get my stuff together. Um, and then at some point, uh, I don't know if you felt like this before. Um, it's like, well, if I'm going to hell anyway, I might as well make the best of it. Like, <laughs> you know, like, mm -hmm. and the cool thing is, um, being the witch, we don't believe in hell. So, and I, I don't, I mean, there's so many things where it's like, I mean, potentially it could, it could, but I, I, um, talking to the other friend I made on, on YouTube, the, the other, uh, Hal Seer, you know, he, his matron is hell. Hell is, is, um, like one of the daughters of Loki. And he's like, I look forward to going there. Like, <laughs> you know, and she's, she accepts everyone. She's very, um, much like, uh, not that I'm trying to go off into matron topic, but, you know, it, it was to point into the joke of, you know, you're going to go to hell and that's how he makes 
the fun of it, you know, like, well, I'm showing you because, you know, she's my matron. Um, but I lived with that for so long. Um, I, my mom made the best of it. We did celebrate like the holidays and stuff because she found that very, uh, like one of the opportunity things when she came to America. Um, and so she really enjoyed it, but you know, it was the, the fear of, of, uh, religion to me. Uh, I, I have a really good relationship with my mother today. I really do. I love her so much. Uh, I've been talking about getting her, um, to record a video with me about what she learned back home from my grandmother before, um, she moved here. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, as far as like, uh, hoodoo practice, um, back home, um, you know, and there's a thing where it's, um, where it's like, I, I, I wish there was so much more like I, but again, that's a part of the journey. I understand now, um, of things were that they were, they had to do the best that they could. Um, and I understand the second point I wanted to bring up is you talked about, uh, deprogramming, uh, is the, is the reparenting we're mm -hmm. reparenting ourselves to acknowledge what we're feeling going back in that time of place of associating the feeling the situation um about uh what we experienced earlier and if there's something that's similar that we're going through right now nurturing that child you know and um i wanted to hear your your thoughts on that as far as using the word reparenting yourself when i heard the the depth of the phrase like uh reparenting yourself i think that i have my mother has never really given me a restriction as to i guess my own personal self-expression but she knows that when i'm heated i telling everyone i don't care but again she's a libra so she always is the peacemaker of all of the things and as much as I, I love my mother and as much as like she's giving me the tools to be myself, even giving me a safe space to, you know, listen to the music I wanted to, or even like, you know, express myself into deep diving into the multiple interests that I had. Like she never was restrictive in that way. But I guess again, um, it reparenting myself socially repair uh reparenting myself by again playing because when i was a kid i didn't play with toys i i drew i played a musical instrument since i was nine up until like 19 and i was always connected to those things so i was given those things but i was never given sort of like when i was growing up and going to the school like we had a uniform and when you go to middle school, when you get to middle school, you have these things called demerits. And I was so good that I never got demerits. It was so good. But even then, like, it was like, you know, being that Virgo archetypal figure of being like so prudish to, listen, you don't have to be so minimal. You, don't, you can wear textures. You can wear a, 
a, a color of a shirt that isn't you. But again, for me, it was like getting comfortable with the colors, getting comfortable by not just wearing navy blue and black all the time. Although those are my favorite colors. I love them. I love all gradients of blue. But within like in the conditioning of that school I went to, it was just very, you got three colors, red, green, and navy blue. That's it. And you wear that every day. And there's no sense of like personal, you know, uh, adornment or even being different or straying from the creativity of expressing yourself like through clothes. And like I did, but I mean, I didn't get to do it in every day. And even growing up, you start to, you know, like you want to know who you are, what you're wearing. Even now, like as the person that's going through a Saturday return, I'm like, you know, there's something about like playing with things, playing with colors, playing with textures, playing with outfits and, you know, playing with that for me makes me feel sort of like a kid or it makes me feel like I'm reparenting myself in a way that it's like, no, go, you can wear those boots. You can wear the, 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 you know, those colored pants or you can wear that shirt and really play with the color wheel a little bit. And then I realized that like, as I've reparented myself, other people look at me as to like, oh, well, if you can be silly, then that gives me permission to be silly too. And I'm like, no, by all means, I encourage everyone to be dumb for a moment yes you know? yes yes I and I know I, that just because I, I carry it so well does not necessarily mean that it's been easy because it hasn't and I know that if it weren't for the help of my friends to give me the push because I remember going out to this gay bar years ago with a friend after work and I wanted her to dance with me and she's like, oh, no, I don't dance. You know that, like, I'm just here for you. And I'm like, but what was the point of being here? She's because, like, she said, well, it's because, like, you know, you wanted to have fun. So I'm here to help you, support you, have fun. And I was like, okay. But, like, my other friends dance with me. And she's like, no, go, just dance. I'm fine. And then she told me something that really hit home. She was like, you know, you're a lot cuter when you're not so self-conscious thinking about what others think of you. Because when you don't care and you're really in that moment, mm -hmm. other people are looking at you. Mm -hmm. But you have to be so you have to stop being so self-critical and think of like stop being so like, am I do am I being the right person? Am I like, you know, following the rules? Mm -hmm. And again, it's through my allowance of giving myself permission to not care and not necessarily follow the rules that really enabled me to, I guess, you know, reparent myself to give myself permission. Because I think everyone that I've met along the way has seemed like the gradual, like not caring, the gradual feeling of, oh, I can be sassy too. Mm -hmm. And before mm -hmm. it was like, you can't say that. Don't, don't speak out of character or don't speak up. Because when you speak up, then that's when you get disciplined. And I've been told by even family members, like going through like a car accident, they're like, you know why that happened to you, right? It's because you don't go to church. And it was so hurtful because you would think that like, even through family, that they would be a lot more compassionate of like, 
hey, we don't know why this happened, but we're glad you're okay. But it was just another moment to hate on my sexuality, hate on how I was straying from the sheep that made me realize, although you guys grew up a certain way, I have nothing but compassion for you guys because I can see that there is that wound of wanting to stray a little bit and being a lot more expressive within yourself and being a lot creative, but you haven't quite given yourself permission. And that's where I sort of like check myself to not be so aggro towards them because I realized, oh, I'm just living out your um, insecurities and it mm -hmm. makes you, I'm living through you. And I mean, again, like, it might trigger some, but I know that not only am I healing myself, but I'm showing others that, like, it's okay. Mm -hmm. Fine. Like, I know that you weren't given permission, but, like, again, I've been there, and I might be, I might be wild, but at least I'm free. Yeah. 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 And it goes into being your most authentic self. Like, instead of repressing the anger, you know, because we were taught, like, you shouldn't show anger. You need to, mm. uh, you know, uh, compose yourself. And it's like, but I'm angry, you know? And, um, like, anger is such a shame feeling, right? Mm -hmm. um, you can be angry. It is the actions you take that I see where it's like you got to sit and process it for a minute before you start doing. Because before you do something, um, uh, not necessarily what's going to come back to you, but like what is the repercussions going to be? Uh, what's going to be the result, good or bad? You know, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. Uh, and that's how I look at it. Um, but again, it, it all depends on the on the person and what they view as good or bad, <laughs> you know? No, um, yeah. <laughs> so um, I, and I, I do look at it as... as um, Not to interrupt you, but it all comes back to that phrase that I always repeat to everybody mm -hmm. that Jessica Rabbit says, I'm not bad. I'm just drawn that way. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm not bad. And I think that even as like a Gemini, everyone's like, oh, you're a Gemini. I'm not going to trust you. I'm like, I'm not bad. I'm just drawn this way. But again, you quite haven't, you don't know me yet. And that's fine. But like, I'm not one for everyone to understand or get or even like want to trust because I know that for me, I'm like this like stray cat that I'm like, listen, don't fence me in because I'm never coming back if you do that nope for real you know i i i uh, i have said this and i will say it again um that's okay i'll still love you anyway um i don't have to have anything to do with you but if i'm not your cup of tea that's okay and if you're not don't my cup of tea that's fine like mm -hmm. that is completely fine completely fine um yeah 
Um, but just don't come at me aggressively, <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, it, again, it's coming within, like coming with peace and knowing that, like, I see your strength and I see mine and I see you, but I'm going to give you that peace and I'm going to walk away and you can sit over there and I'll sit over here and we don't have to like, you know, mess with one another. You can just leave us alone. We'll leave each other alone. We don't have to say anything, but again, just because we have a disagreement does not necessarily mean we should disrespect each other. And I think that like, even with growing up, like you think that like, if you have a disagreement, you must like battle it out and feel that sense of pride of it. Like I was right. Yeah. Um, I heard a joke one time. <laughs> you can take it however you want it. But um, the lady, she was telling her story. It was a recovery story. And I'm so, I was just so glad. Um, she was part of the, the LGBTQ. And, and so like, she was just like, man, do you know how many times I wanted to be right? So many times. She's like, let me tell you something. It really doesn't even matter who's right. What matters is who's left. But the way she had approached it, it was to be really funny with a lot of like the political things going around. But like, mm -hmm. it's true though. It is about who is left. Who is left? Like, we're all just trying to get by, trying to survive, you know, and not step on the toes of other people. And, um, you know, and there are going to be people who cross, you know, and it's just like, is this energy worth it for me to react a certain way to this person who doesn't even know me? I don't even know them. Do I really want to engage or can I disengage? You know, and um, and I have that that permission. I give myself permission to take that choice today um, versus the inner child part of me um, going back to elementary school of trying to fit in. Again, where is my place? You know, the, 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 the mean girls, I couldn't sit with them. You know, they'd want to be my friend this time and then they're not, um, you know, and it was all about, I just want to be accepted by people. And that goes into self-worth. Um, this person doesn't like me. And then that goes into the same thing too. When you start dating, it's the same repeat behavior over and over. Maybe if I do this, they will like me, you know? Um, Validate me, daddy. Daddy, yeah. <laughs> daddy issues are a real thing, you know? Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. And mommy issues too. But, you know, it's... Mm -hmm. Oh, man. Like... This could be a four-part series where we're just trying to <laughs> heal the, heal a little bit of the inner child a bit. Yours or, a, and or mine. No, yeah, there's, I mean, again, like, it's, uh, there's so many different, there's a complexity to the inner child that one can't just encapsulate through just one conversation mm -hmm. because there's, like, so many levels to... I mean, I guess an individual level or even like on a, you know, mass scale, what we're doing with our inner child. But um, yeah, there's a lot. There's so many 
even with children, although it might seem simple, they're, they're very complex still mm-hmm. because they themselves don't even know how to communicate what they're feeling. It's all emotion. And it's always going back to like, you know, communicating in a way without words because you, within this Pisces season, we're choosing to respond with feeling as opposed to logic. And the more that you approach a child or your inner child with logic, it's just not gonna work. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of us, as we grow older, become hardened to not wanna feel. And I've always been told like, even through working relationships, you know, you're like the, one of the most emotional men I've ever worked with. And I'm not saying that's bad, but like just saying like, you're kind of emotional. I'm like, yeah, I've always been. I just feel a lot. And like, I just want to like deconstruct everything and really try to make sense of it because it's not, I'm not saying that no one's ever giving me that emotional care, but no one truly knew the prescription that I needed. And only you know what the medicine truly is. Well, and for exploring what works for you Uh to understand yourself better Mm -hmm. you know how to understand the people you encounter in your lives whether it be parents friends lovers partners um co-workers anyone Mm -hmm. anyone so yeah yeah um this is an exhausting like emotional like recording this is shadow work dude like it's uh i mean you gotta do it constantly and just get it out what a beautiful way to do this before like getting new moon we're like the waiting moon days are just kind of like it's like okay get this stuff out get it out and then it's like new moon manifesting like, mm-hmm. let's bring in the new shit, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, no, but uh, I think that with, with this new moon, I think that a lot of us are going to have a lot more spiritual upgrades and um, really trying to create healing through art, whether it is in so many different forms, so many ways to be creative and giving ourselves that permission to be like, be dream bigger. Because sometimes like when you were younger, I can't say it was for me um, personally, but I think that a lot of us were told to have a small-minded perspective. And then when you leave the small town and choose the big city, you're like, wow, I can't believe I accepted less for so long. I can't believe I didn't allow myself to dream bigger than myself. But again, it's about taking the risk to, to believe that there is something bigger than you, whether it be in a small town or whether you live in a big one. It's about, I think in this new moon and this new moment that we're approaching, it's really about like finding yourself truly and reinventing yourself on a spiritual level, on an emotional level, on a healing level, because Pisces is all of those things. It's the very last sign. And I think that, yeah, it's great to see a physical manifestation of a change, but really the juice is within. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the yeah. essence, it's the, it's a flare. And you, I mean, sometimes uh, 
you know, even, I mean, I guess even if you were to meet somebody and you're like, I, you know, I wouldn't be attracted to you, but just your personality makes me really like you because you wear it well. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I like that. I like folks that like, not saying that aren't physically beautiful, but like, you know what I mean? That kind of yeah. catch you by surprise or you're just like, whoa, I wouldn't, you wouldn't, I, I guess you wouldn't have my attention typically, but for some reason, like you're doing something to me. There's yeah. an essence there that I'm like, whoa. But again, it's always back to like the emotional, the being in tune with your emotions, being emotionally transparent. And I like at the moment with this Neiman Pisces, I want to be a lot more emotionally transparent. I want to be a lot more spiritually freer because mm -hmm. I know that is the, the foundation of everything. We have heard multiple times before that we are spirit beings living a human experience. So what better time to upgrade your spirit so that you can see a physical manifestation within the everyday practical magic of, of your mundane, you know? And I think Pisces really is that mystical sign that adds a little bit of magic to every day. It's, it's, it's within the daydream where you start thinking like, wow, what, what if it happens, you know? And I think that it's really potent in this, in this moment before anything else because we're going through a shift mm -hmm. and not only are we going through a shift but like what better time to plant those seeds within yourself and within other people to inspire because i mean you can inspire yourself all you want but i mean it's also just inspiring everyone around you you know because again by healing your inner child and really expressing those parts or tending to those insecurities or those those hurts is where you really start to shine and help other people sort of like, wow, like, look how I want to be that. Where, how can I, how can I feel that what they're feeling? And yeah. people learn just by watching behavior. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. And it's not even to be <laughs> I don't like, even know oh, what to say to that. Me. You know, it's not even you're yeah. copying it. It's like, well, I want to be that free. I want to be that light. And again, I love Pisces season because it allows me to not take everything so seriously and to dream a little bit and to take time to do something so unconventionally stupid or something that isn't necessarily going to pay you because at the very end of the day, an artist creates solely for the basis of wanting to create, not for the for the awards, not for anything else, because I know that when artists get big headed and become their ego, it's their work that isn't the best. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like, you still have to go to, uh, highest self versus just self-will kind of thing. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, you know, and this also applies to, um, because I've gotten in conversations with this about friends, you know, and they're just like, you caught on so quickly on certain things and, and all that. I'm like, look, guys, just start. It doesn't matter how old you are. Just start. Start somewhere. You know, it's still, it, it's a part of self-care. It's honoring yourself. Um, and, 
again, you and I have talked about this, about time. Like, time we have as a human race, we created time. So time manifests more to us as human beings when we say, I am running out of time. You manifested, I am running out of time. Uh, I wished I had more time. Maybe you are finding more time in that day when you wished you had more time. Um, and then when you have the more time, you're just like, I don't even know where to start or what to do. <laughs> like, you know, um, but it is, um, it, it's something that we created. If we exist to where we, we just, again, time granted is there, it's here. But if we just pretended like a child would, that time didn't exist. Just doing the things doesn't matter in this human form of a body what we look like, what we can do. Uh, yeah, maybe we might be a little in fear, a little scared of trying new things. Um, but do things that push you out just a little bit. It could be, uh, you're, you know, there's times where I'll make something. I'm like, well, this is crap, you know. And it's like, so I'd be like, no, this is great, you know because I am my own worst critic, but I still made it and I could keep perfecting at it to make it better, um, you know, and so on and so forth. So it's like, doesn't matter how old you are, the timing, just start. It's doing you a favor, you know, than just being like, I can't change anything, you know, and, um, and you end up getting so serious, you don't play and you know, I think I mentioned that in the last episode. It's just like, we didn't really want to sign up for adulthood. Maybe we did. And then at some point, it's like we turned in the contract of like, I am just going to work and I'm exchanging the contract back to whoever it was that I gave it to of like, I'm not playing anymore, you know? And it's like, no, I want to renegotiate my contract. I want both. Like, you know, <laughs> so. No, you're right. Yeah. Um, so the other thing, uh, I, I got a message we should probably, uh, <laughs> I should probably lighten it up a bit, uh, cause you did get a little spotty a couple times. It caught up though. It was like, mm, okay. You know, it's like, it, yeah. And it's like, we don't, we don't want people to come in and feel bummed. I think they do appreciate that we're being so vulnerable and being open. That's what I'd hope. Um, you know, for whoever's watching and listening, um, because yes, our personal experiences are something that's close to us, but, um, and what we've gone through, and it's very valid. And, um, but I, I don't know if you're going to do this, but I am this Saturday. I am committing in the afternoon. I am having an inner child day. So uh, I told my niece, uh, I'm going to try to get my husband on board with this is also. So I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to do stuff, whether it be watching, binge watching and not caring what I'm eating, um, which, it, uh, and watching old shows that I used to watch, whether it be cartoons in the morning um, uh, or that afternoon, rather, um, or watching episodes of Gilmore Girls, uh, 
you know, things that I used to do, um, listening to Backstreet Boys, like on repeat in the car and I get to drive. I get to drive with the windows down and listen to the Backstreet Boys and then sync. But if I had to choose Backstreet Boys for life. <laughs> like, Well, I mean, he's like, no. I mean, I like NSYNC a lot better because I don't know. But there's Justin Timberlake. And I mean, it's Justin Timberlake. I love Justin Timberlake. Okay. We just broke up podcast over. Like, is it, is it bad? No. No. Oh, okay. I was going to say, like, oh my God. Is it, I was like, are we really breaking up right now? What is happening? What are you saying? Remember, Capricorn likes to do like the real like man. That joke was kind of funny, but I don't know if you're real serious. But like, no, I just I I took it seriously. I was like, are we? Are you telling me something? Are we breaking up? No. Are we doing a public breakup? I'm not breaking up with you. We for life. <laughs> Can you imagine? It's like, how many light years did it take for us again for us to find find each other? Like again, I'm like, no, let's not, let's not do this again. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm I'm with you. I want to. I would like to play this weekend as well. You know, like I think that even as an adult, you think that okay, it's the weekend, like. I should catch up and I should do the things. But again, like, if you just set a day aside, it's also like going to work. If you set a time aside to just tell yourself, from this time to this time, I will be dedicating myself to do this. And I'm going to be focused. I'm going to be present. I'm just going to allow myself to do that. And if we run out of time, you know what? I'm the adult and I'm reparenting myself into creating a different kind of structure because it's really when you when you're playing with kids it's there's no structure it's all imagination and the time just goes yes yes uh you know the other thing too kind of like with um just practice for self-care and uh us processing things in emotional development and again you talked about this being like the time of creativity that book you wanted to write i mean us being kids, we'd have imaginations of like stories, you know, trying to come up with one. Don't put it into like, maybe this could be a book. Just give it a shot. Maybe it could be, you know, mm -hmm. or even the coloring, like the, the coloring. I, I have so many of those adult coloring books. It's not even funny. Me too. <laughs> That's actually, it's funny you mentioned that because uh, when the pandemic hit, I was like, what am I going to be doing? So I bought myself like two coloring books. And there was like these like cityscape ones. And it was one that was, I think, New York. And the other one was Paris. And I was like, well, I mean, I love traveling and I can't do that. So I guess I can travel through coloring. And I bought myself like these really nice like coloring pencils. And at some point it got, was a lot of fun. But then I'm like, my fingers hurt. <laughs> like, I don't do this a lot. And kids like, right with pencil all the time and you're like my god my hand's cramping but still like you know it, it, there's still that determination of like I'm gonna finish this page and it's gonna look great and it's just like the satisfying feeling of like wow this is a lot of fun yeah 
like once it's done and it's like i'm gonna stick this on the fridge like, mm -hmm. <laughs> or frame it or do a yes puzzle. yes yes absolutely and who cares if you color inside the lines outside the line shade don't shade like you know don't make it harder just do um what's another thing i i'm trying to think of things i i used to do i mean re-watching my favorite movies maybe watching the disney movies you know mm. Mm. yeah some of my favorites yeah i'm sure if i pick the little mermaid like sarah's gonna be like our favorite <laughs> actually that's one of my favorites really well because like again tying back to that inner child of just like i don't know why a world of such wonderful things can be bad mm -hmm. and yeah. it's always spoken to me because i'm like well, i don't want to stray away from what i've always known but again, we all know that story is a little kind of twisted. But I mean, even then, like, you know, tying it back to like, well, why don't you dream a little bit? Why don't you just go out and do it? I mean, I'm not going to sell my soul to some sea witch, but I mean, again, like my voice is my everything I got. And if I don't have my voice, mm -hmm. I can't rely on just my looks. Yeah. And if you think about it from Ursula's perspective, um, there's jealousy involved what was Ur Ursula's upbringing from before, you know, like what trauma did she experience when she was younger? You know, I know we're like laughing about it because it's, it's a story, right? But like, who's to say that she was just trying to, not so much in a healthy way, but she took Ariel's voice and she was able as this witch under the sea to shapeshift into what looked like ariel when she got out mm -hmm. into land and then there's prince eric and you know but wanting to have her life of this beautiful voice you know and that jealousy that goes into it of like i wasn't really good enough but you know what i'm really good at being bad which goes back to jessica rabbit it's like i'm not bad i'm just drawn that way mm-hmm and who's to say the sea wish was trying to teach her a lesson of like your voice is everything not only is your voice everything but this is the reason why we're doing this because we realize that not to you know honk our own horns here but like it's within your voice it's within your own personal narrative it's your delivery it's what you bring to the table that's truly important. It's not what you look like. It's not what you, uh, where you're from. It's really just what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. To be invited to the table, you know. Yeah, I, I, absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, you had mentioned this, and I thought it was, like, the foretelling from, like, episode one before we were even talking about, like, the episode for, like, Inner Child. Um, uh, and you mentioned it in, in, in the live, which I'm so still proud of you to do. Um, I was just so excited. Um, but, like, a rainy day picnic, you know? It's like, we're making the best of this. We're just going to put on our rain boots. Why don't we go splashing in puddles? Maybe it's raining mm -hmm. this weekend. Absolutely. You know, um, yeah. 
yeah just stuff it's, like that it's re it's re it's a sort of like uh retelling it's sort of like re redirecting okay so we can't do this but we can't do this we still have laughter we still mm -hmm. have each other why don't we have a picnic in our car and yeah. go on a drive somewhere park our car and we just have it in the car we can't yeah. go anywhere anyways you know it's raining outside yeah yeah i would say uh super cool those drive-in movies that are coming back let me tell you those are something special so yeah maybe going and watching the kid movies if they have them available um and yeah, everybody's gonna freaking enjoy it but like make make the make the best out of it get the food that you used to mm -hmm. eat which mine was like the doritos uh chips and uh which i still eat chips don't tell my dentist but um <laughs> um i mean i i mean sour patch kids um any of like the hot spicy candy which i mm -hmm. love um you know and just anything that was like your comfort food when you were younger maybe you know mm -hmm. yeah so i don't know what else i have do you have something else i i know i don't have anything else i think we i think we, we concluded our episode today yeah um i really like this topic i did get to know you Sorry, guys, if it kind of heard the paper shuffle. I took notes. I didn't go by them. You know, I thought that was really nice and organic. Um, you know, but again, I wanted to be kind of prepared on touch on the topics, and I think we did. Um, just final comments. I find it very interesting, personally, for stepping into the role as a mother um, to my niece. Um, how more so there are people again like kelly ann um not that we know each other personally but i'm just like look if you don't know who she is go watch her stuff um uh i find her very helpful for myself um and even a part of the craft and what she does um but she took the time to ask the questions because she was very uh she wanted to help others but but first in order to help others she had to help herself um and so i feel a little more equipped with the person who dared to ask the questions of going as alice going after the rabbit and um and her coming up with this because this is a lot of what i know we're going to be facing quite a bit with so it does help that there's at least a little bit of instruction even though we all come to earth with no manual but like mm -hmm. we have some things that we can work with you know we just we just have to be willing to you know to be open yeah. exactly exactly because you can't you can't pour you i mean again it goes back to you can take water a, do, uh, a horse to water you can't force them to drink it's like you're going to want to do want to do it no yeah. one's going to like force you to to play or to do all these things. And if you're doing all those things then you're literally dying. Yeah. Let's not end the podcast with dying. <laughs> no, we won't. We're not. We're tending to our inner child and we are living within the lens of the view, within the lens of our inner child, but also realizing that like we have unlimited potential and freedom 
to do as much as we can, as long as we give ourselves permission first and allowing ourselves to ease our way there rather than having to be so forced because we all know that creativity is never forced. Play isn't necessarily forced. It just sort of spontaneously happens. And something, when a spontaneous combustion of creativity happens, it's important to jump in the polls and do it because creativity comes and goes. It's never, you can't force it and you can't necessarily force like a musician to create a song. I mean, some artists are very talented in that way, but we're all not the same. And we all know that when we're creative and we're in that state of mind of flow, it's really about grabbing your materials to, to do so. And then when you like purge it out, it just feels so satisfactory. It feels so satisfying. It feels very cathartic. And that feeling is really emotional porn for me. Yes. Like, oh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Or even it's... crying, you know? Even like, uh, I think that I always tell Capricorns to cry. I'm like, cry. It's fine. You, you don't see have how to I'm just cry. like... <laughs> <laughs> I was like this through the beginning of it. I was just like... <laughs> because often I often find that some of us were taught to be strong and never to show that and never to express it or we were never uh given space to hold that and you know in the very end of the day like if you don't do it for yourself then no one's going to do it for you but there are people that are willing to help you yes and it's always important to acknowledge that like even by others telling you like to reaffirm that like you're allowed to do those things you know it's not silly it's fun and we all have people in our lives that really want us to be happy and even if it's something so silly or something so um that's a nuisance just do it yes yes and oh my goodness it's it goes back to i was just thinking in my head the um be the kid you know um we find the balance and uh the Capricorn especially, <laughs> you know, the don't mistake in my kindness for my weakness. Um, don't mistake in my sweetness for being naive. Um, mm -hmm. And so on and so forth. Yeah. But, I agree with you. Yeah. But it's, that is stepping in. That is stepping mm -hmm. into the power is what mm -hmm. it should be and honoring you. So... Yeah, but um, I guess we can ask people, leave comments. Um, let us know mm -hmm. if you, I will actually leave, I'll post down below the Kelly Ann Maddox video um, for you guys to watch if you're interested. Um, and what would you do for your inner child day? How would you honor yourself in that inner child? Um, are you reparenting yourself, belief systems you had? Um, what else, Omar? What else? What else do you want to know from people who watch? I suppose the, the pearl of wisdom that I could give others would be that it's never too late to, mm -hmm. to plan something that you always wanted to do because I went on a trip to Europe like 
four or five years ago and it was either putting a down payment on a car or taking the opportunity to go and do something so wild. I have friends that live in Europe so that I met when they were living in LA and I went to visit them. I went on that trip and what's actually very phenomenal as to how it happened was the, the day that the exact same day that I was standing right in front of the Notre Dame church was the exact same day four years prior me standing right in front of the church and thinking like wow and I wasn't going to go mm. and I wasn't going to go and that really spooked me so plan that trip even mm -hmm. if like you could spend that money elsewhere like it, it's, it might seem silly but it really does tend to heal your your inner child of just like you know I could be responsible I mean again within reason it's not just throw money and just wildly manically spend all our money but again it's right. about within the planning of like you know what I'll do it. I'll take myself on a retreat. I will do that thing that I'm always so hesitant to do and give my permission to plan for this. And by the time you get there and it gets closer to the date, like you get so happy and you're like, wow, and I wasn't even going to do this. So did you do, have fun? Do, did you have yeah. fun? But did you have fun though? Yeah, <laughs> I did. I'm exhausted, but I mean, I did play and I got it out of my system, you know? And you come back refreshed. So y'all y'all want to go on a trip uh locally or even get yourself in a, a state of mind where you want to escape your mundane schedule of routine and you know having things certain set like set yourself aside to plan to have that and when you do don't distract yourself be present allow yourself self to play and if you want like you know if you have a partner go husband wife brother sister whoever is in your household play with them i'll ask them if, like, hey i kind of want to you know watch a marathon of like gilmore girls or whatever like would you want to do that with me and then we'll order pizza together and you know just pretend like we're living like as if we're teenagers in this teenage dream and really just do it because your 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 future self will thank you for it. I my future self thank me for going on that European trip because, wow. And now we're living in a pandemic and we're not allowed to travel. I'm like, well, at least I got to see it like pre-pandemic. You well, know, that'd be crazy to plan. Which I know you are going to go back. You and I had to talk about that, but yeah, you are going to go back. That would be interesting to see, like how when we are able to what it would be on the after uh, mm -hmm. going back. Absolutely. But for now, just keep dreaming. Dream of possibilities. Allow yeah. yourself to be a child to just, you know, get lost in the fantasy, even for a, a moment or a day. And I think that's just how I'm going to conclude my, my part. Yeah. Well, guys, uh, thank you for watching again. Please leave a comment. Until next time, Alice. Until next time, Alice. We'll see you soon. We'll close it out. Bye. Bye. <laughs> okay, so I picked one. They are all folded into tiny little pieces. I can't remember which one I wrote. So ba -ba -ba -bum. hopefully it's not a serious topic. So being which definition of what it means to you, what classifies a person to be a witch or becoming which, and how do you identify and what made you want to identify?